Dear God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to come before you and um, share your testimonies, Lord. I pray that you help me to cling to them and um, incline my heart to them, Lord, and have um, the right words to ask Tara so that she can share her testimony, Lord. And I just want to pray that you humble our hearts, that you give us peace in our hearts, Lord, and that we both know that this is about you, Lord. Um, we're just two imperfect people trying to honor um, your calling and um, the glory is for you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, so Tara. For any. <laughs> um, thank you for sitting here with me today. Thank you for asking me. And you know, um, part of the background of why I wanna sit and do this. Um, so I think if we can just jump right in there. Dive right in. All right, so please tell me a little bit about your background. My background. Um, I am of a father that came from Cuba and my mother's family came from Poland. So I'm a Cuban Polak that grew up in a small town called Inverness, Florida, which is in a, a podunk town and um, a great way to grow up. And um, so it's a little bit about like where I came from. Nice, nice. And so um, did your parents believe in God? Yeah, my mom grew up in a Jewish household, okay. and my dad grew up in a Catholic household. And during that time, um, you know, they practiced all the traditional parts of their religion. And then when my mom and my dad, and my dad proposed to my mom, they got married in a synagogue, but then didn't really make a decision on how they were gonna raise their children. So, knew a little bit about the Jewish religion, knew a little bit about Catholicism, but we uh, really, didn't start going to church until we were like in middle school and my neighbor took us to a Southern Baptist church. Oh, so wow. You got a, like, like a nice collection there. There's like a mud of religion. I love that. So, but God was in the center of all of it. Yeah. So, and my dad was always the type of parent that when I got in trouble, opened his Bible and would read scriptures to me. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Okay. So he was so very spiritual. So point you back to the try. Bible. As a wild teenager, but he would try. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, um, and as I've grown up, I, we've got, my kids and my family, we all go to a non-denominational church. Okay, cool. And so, um, do your parents, do they go to church now? They do not. They don't? Okay. Um, was there a time in your life, um, you grew up, you know, with the different influence that you had and then you went to the um, Southern Baptist Church. So, did it like hit you right away? I, my best friend went to the church and so I got to do um, different camps and so one of them we went to was Centerfuge and I think that that was like the big moment for me. Okay. I mean I know I was um, baptized at a younger age and I was saved uh, in different you know times in my life under yeah. different circumstances but that was like a full week of being immersed in God and I hadn't done that before so that was probably the big turn for me um, and really seeking God after that. Okay, and so what was like your impression going into that? Were you like, these people are crazy? <laughs> well, they were kids my age that uh -huh. believed. And so it made it, I think, easier to be in that environment where it's 100% all day long versus like going back to middle school or high school and then trying right. to walk the walk with your friends that you've already been so cool with before. Yeah. And so um, 
I think I was pretty, until probably my sophomore year, was pretty active in church. And then my friend graduated two years before me, so I didn't go to church as often with her. Okay. So it was more of holidays. And if I visited my aunt and uncle who lived in Laysburg, they were churchgoers. So I would go to church with them often. So after your friend that took you to church graduated, um, were your friends that were left, were they believers? They were, and I was still friends with them. I just didn't go to church You just as didn't, often. okay. I would go to certain, like youth group I'd always go to because they were my friends. But it, um, I feel that for me growing up in a Southern Baptist church and then going to a Pentecostal church with my aunt and uncle and then wanting to have something in the middle for me because I realized that um, some the church I did go to was very restricted. So, so I guess what I'm, I, I'm interested to learn is was there an ever a time where you feel like you you know how they say in church like um, you're out in the world like mm -hmm. where you're not um, kind of having that relationship with God and and was there ever a time where you kind of turned away from that Absolutely. faith yeah especially like after high school figuring myself out years um, I would love to party. I yeah. loved going out. I was crazy and had a lot of fun, um, but I wasn't seeking God at all at that and time. And that was just kind of like a back mm -hmm. thought. In the Not back that of I didn't head. believe or okay. that I wasn't seeking. And then um, when I married um, my first husband, I've been married a couple times. Um, but when I married him um, and we had children and we started taking the kids to things, be being in where we are, were then in Lake County, um, church was like, the core of a lot of families. Okay. So we had a lot of friends saying, you guys don't go to church, come with us. And that began um, us seeking out a church together and then finally finding one that we've been with for over 20 years now. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, almost 20 years now. That's so, yeah. cool. Um, so a big question I have is I know in, in my life, you know, church has always been like a thread of me going back to However, there's been moments recently in the past like five years where I felt desperate for God, you know, like more than church, more than anything. I needed God's hope in my life to get me through things that I was struggling with. Do you have a time like that that you can think of I that um, you were just desperate to have that hope? I did. Um, after my husband and I divorced, I got into a relationship a few years later with somebody that was not a believer. But he grew up in church. We grew up in the same town. So I believed that he did believe. Like, you know, and like deep I was going to change him yeah. kind of thing. And we had a very um, unhealthy relationship. And in the end, it ended in a, in a way that I wish it wouldn't have because he was around for my kids during a very important time. And he was an important, important person in our lives. Um, but after our relationship ended, I was in a really bad place. And the person that I'm now married to actually happened to come in my life and he sent me a song via text. And um, when I heard it, I was on my knees. So Stan sent you mm -hmm. this yeah, song? Yeah, Stan's during a Christian. Yeah, he's a Christian and he's a believer and he just sent it to me because he liked it. So tell me a little bit because. I want to be like a hope dealer, you know, to people <laughs> mm -hmm. that are in that hopeless place. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, I feel like it's my purpose to gather these testimonies, not because we're perfect, mm -hmm. but because we've struggled, you mm -hmm. know, and deliver that hope to people that might be there. When you were in that hopeless place, can 
do you mind sharing what that was like? Mm -hmm. Like what the thoughts were in your head and, and what it felt like and um, just share a little bit about that time. I think for me, um, I felt defeated and I felt like um, everything I worked so hard for was falling apart. Um, financially, I was struggling. Mentally, I was struggling. Um, it was, I knew I needed more. And even though I've been in and out of church over the years and it was important to me, I was not seeking that relationship anymore. And that's the key is that God's always here. You just have to talk to him. You, you gotta know? like plug in. Yeah, so um, he never went anywhere, I did. I was one pushing away. So um, for me, when Stan sent that message, and I knew Stan was a Christian, which I loved about him in the beginning of our relationship. And then when he sent that to me, I could have easily just blew it off or just, but it stopped me in my tracks. And so I think that for me, it was a matter of God knew my heart, but I had to really pay attention to his messages to me because he used Stan, obviously. Stan well, didn't do anything out of the ordinary. You know, that yeah. was something God did through him. And what was the song? It was Even If By Mercy Me. Okay. And it's a song about um, almost like an unanswered prayers and that sometimes even if you know God's not there, he is there. Because sometimes you don't feel it, good. right? Mm -hmm. That you can feel the distance. And for me, it was a reminder that I needed to reach back out. Like and even if you weren't feeling it in that moment. Right, because after I heard the song, I remember her being like, are you there? And then I took a picture because I was on the ground of me being on my knees and said, I'll talk to you when I can. Because I was just so broken. And the words really spoke to me to remind me of that. And that he hasn't left. He's still there. And he was there even during the hardest times for me. And it also opened up my eyes to, I really need to give this guy a fair chance because he's pretty awesome and God put him in my life for a reason. And we're married now, so it worked. It it, it captured your heart and, it, and that's what God wants to do, right? Mm -hmm. It's like capture our hearts in that way. So um, there was never really a time when you had to make a choice to believe. Not for me, that's not part of my story. No, I, um, you know, even growing up with different religions, um, it didn't matter. I mean, my grandmother is 99 years old or almost 99 years old and she's Jewish. And she's not a religious Jew, she's a traditional Jew. And so, but I go to visit her in the facility she lives in, it's all Jewish, and I can totally respect and understand um, a different religion because of, um, but I also, I think that my heart understands better about relationship with God because not that Jewish people don't, but I can see going through traditional stuff versus going through you know, more spiritual stuff. What kind of well, yeah, I think that's the kind of the case with with any kind of um, religion. Is you know, my mom grew up Jehovah Witness, mm -hmm. and um, my dad grew up Catholic. Mm -hmm. Like my grandmother was a strict, strict Catholic, and. Both my grandmas actually grew up reading the Bible and praying for me and stuff. Um, but I know what you're saying because um, there's people that kind of really rest on the, um, I want to say the right word here. Um, I, I don't know what the right word would be, but what you're saying, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, and we're called to have a relationship with God. And I think sometimes you can definitely have both, you know. Um, but for me, a big thing is reaching people that might not see the relationship part because all they see is the the structure, you know. And 
Um, I think sharing our hearts, like you said, mm -hmm. like that verse from Stan changed your heart. I think it's really important being in relationships with people that are Christians and then being in fellowship with people that are Christians um, was not something that was normal for my family, but I know it changes the way we live our life. And, um, you know, we talked about earlier about, you know, Jesus walked on this earth and there weren't Christians yet. It took his death to, to have Christians, but yet people were drawn to him by the way he behaved. And by the way he loved people. Mm -hmm. You know, a big conversation you and I have a lot is the difference between like condoning something and um, just loving somebody. Mm -hmm. And you think of the story of Jesus, um, you know, in many instances where even like the woman at the well, you know, he wasn't there to, um, I guess, you know, we, we kind of fall in this like path of like judgment when it comes to certain topics. And if we look at what Jesus did, he just loved people. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that a lot is just, what do we do in this situation? Um, you know, I have family members that are gay and mm -hmm. you have friends that are gay mm -hmm. and, you know, what do we do here? Um, when you see people in the church may have certain opinions, I've had conversations with family members, are you condoning this behavior? And I always just on my heart want to love, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we've talked about that. You have a really close friend who is actually mm -hmm. gay and you yes. struggled with well, he's getting married, and yeah. I'm his best woman. So I have a friend that is um, gay, and he's marrying a man. And um, when he asked me to be in his wedding party, I didn't really think twice about saying yes because I love him. I've known him for years. He's one of my best friends. Um, but I'm also very active in the church, and I know that some people have a hard time, and I don't ever want to be a stumbling block. Yes. Yeah, so I took the time to think about it and pray about it and talk to people of the church about it. and. What it comes down to is, I mean, if you want to do the what would Jesus do? Jesus wouldn't shun somebody. He would want to love them. And I don't ever want to be a representation of a religion that spews hate or people that are not part of, you know, like being a Christian means you want to get everybody involved and you want everybody to go to heaven, right? So I think by taking part in something like that shows my heart. It shows, I mean, what Jesus would do. It, I understand biblically, very well because I've been given scriptures of what the Bible believes in the case of, of homosexuality. Um, but it, I'm not God, so it's not my job to judge. My job is to love. And I love him, I love his partner, and I love all the people that are going to be there. So, Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And um, I had another question when we were talking. <laughs> it's like, um, do you ever feel like awkward sharing with your friend about God? No, actually he um, spent some time with us over the weekend and it's interesting because Stan is very, he can spew out scriptures and he's so much better at that than I am. And he'll tell Bible stories that are relative to a situation. And he was doing that with Stan and Marshall is Jewish by birth and he's, um, he didn't grow up in the word and he's not a Christian. However, another girl that's also in his wedding, actually all of us are all Christians. And it's funny that the people that are surrounding him will be praying for him and loving on him um, without any judgment. And so I think that- That's really cool. I think that's super cool. Um, and 
Have you ever felt like it's hard to share your faith walk with people? Um, I don't think that I've ever found it hard. I'm pretty, I'm an open book. I mean, I can tell you my, my bad stories as quickly as I can tell you my good stories. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Um, I'm not, I'm so far from perfect, but I like that people know that about me because then I don't have to be held to a certain standard. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't have a high standard of certain things. I have the mental, like, thought of a 14-year-old boy's <laughs> sense of humor. Like, I say things that are so inappropriate all the time. But God made me, so I think he's okay with it. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, but I, like, sometimes when I feel like I've crossed line or said something, I mean, I don't, the person I need to repent to, I do. You know? Yeah. That's what it's about. Right. If I'm right with God, then the rest will be figured out. Doesn't mean that... He's always happy with the decisions I make, but mm -hmm. it's a process, right? That's why we're human. Yeah, definitely. And um, this is a funny question. Okay. Okay. Um, if you go to a church where they do communion and pass, like, you know, the, the blood of Christ mm -hmm. in a cup, if everyone is sharing that cup, would you pass or would you drink? Do they still do that? Sometimes. I thought they still have. Um, um, Johnny not, told me I need to ask this question. Well, it's. it's you would pass. Unless it's real alcohol that's going to burn the germs, <laughs> then no, I'm passing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And then um, can you just leave us with a Bible verse that you feel like you've written on your heart? Yes. Um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Um, it has to do with anxiety. And I struggle with anxiety. Um, all the time. Um, it's something that I push through, but um, that's for I sure. I struggle with anxiety too. Talks about, you know, giving it to God. Mm -hmm. And if you truly do, how you do find peace. And it's really hard to. It's so hard to. Because I really love my anxiety as much as I hate it. You know what I mean? It's like, just let it go. Yeah, yeah it's hard. But I'm doing, I'm really good at letting it go, but then you see me doing this and take it back. And I'm like, oh, I'll give it to you again, but wait, I'm not. It's so hard to be it a person really that is. wants to put everything in its own box. Yeah. But as you get older, things out of the box are cool, too. So, Well, I just really appreciate you sharing your heart with me and answering these questions and always being up to support. I'm a fan. My, my projects. I'm a fan. All right. Well, I think that that's it. Perfect. Thank you. That's cool. Well, thank you again, You're welcome. Tara. <laughs> thank you, you so much. Okay.